Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Nisavim Vayelech Tavshin Pei Gimel, the, uh, the last year that we'll have uh, for these Parshas. This is a unique Shabbos in that it's very unusual, but we will be laying Parshas Vayelech twice in Tavshin Pei Gimel. If you remember way back when, 12 months ago, Vayelech was Shabbos Shuba, the first Shabbos in Tavshin Pei Gimel, and now it will be the last Shabbos. But it doesn't happen too often that Vayelech is uh, laying twice in the same calendaric year on the, on the Hebrew calendar. A scheduling note, I'm not sure about Ha'azinu next week. There's no uh, Parsha. It's Rosh Hashanah next Shabbos. I'm not sure if I'll give one Ha'azinu uh, next week because the following week I think I'm giving a different shear um, almost uh, all the nights uh, in Aseret uh, Semei But we might have a shear Ha'azinu. We'll try. We'll see if we could uh, get one up at, at some point. But in any case, <coughs> let us start uh, with these two very small Parshios in quantity. But um, you don't get too much greater Parshios in, uh, again, in quality, every word, every letter in the Torah is, is an infinite, infinite value. But there's so much here, every Pasuk almost in this Parsha is Chizuk from Moshe Rabbeinu as he talks to us in the, the closing moments of his life. Uh, and what is the theme? What is the theme of Parshas Nisavim? If we think about a theme, so <coughs> a major part of the theme is Shuva. Kia Mitzvah Hazos, as we know, the Ramban holds, that is the, the Mitzvah of Shuva this time of year. It's always uh, in Yanei Tshuva, right? Lo b'ashamayim he, lo be'valiyam. The pasuk says in Paraklam and pasuk Gimel, v'shav Hashem alkecha shavuscha v'richamecha. Hashem will return you. Umal Hashem alkecha zlovcha v'zlov zarecha. She'll circumcise your your uh, heart. V'yatat tashuv v'shamata b'kol Hashem. So many, so many psukim uh, relating to. Uh, relating to Yeshua, Kikara Beilecha Adavar Maod Befichol Bavavcha Laasosu. We'll get back to some of that. So that is definitely a major theme in um, in the parsha. But there's another idea. Rav Mordechai Greenberg, uh, former Rosh Hashiva and Karen Biyavne, writes in source number one in his Sefer Midarke Aparsha. Writes a play on the letters Mordechai. Parshas Nitzavim Nikreis Olam of Rosh Hashanah Mishum Shehi Osekes BeParshas Tshuva Ach Yesh Ba Yisod Nosav. There's another Yisod that is seen through the parsha and is connected to tshuva. Sha'aflo yeshlo zika lenose atshuva haklalius, the unity and the connection to the klal, from the beginning to the end. Mashmoas atshuva inena rak harata alchet el hashiva el hashem. Right, tshuva, the first theme, it's not just running away from, but running to. Right, the language of the Rambam and the Pirish Mishnayis and Rosh Hashanah, mivrach umanos a love. It's running away, but running too. Right? We want to run away from our chataim, <coughs> but we run towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kinnizkar b'parsha v'shavta ad Hashem alokecha. Tshuva's too. Tshuva's not f- only from. It's too. Iker in yano shal chetu b'richog me'ashem. When we sin, we're distant from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when we further ourselves from sin, so then we may come closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But a major ingredient in coming closer to HaGadosh Baruch Hu, is that we don't go in alone. Can't be ourselves. We don't take that much upon ourselves. Right? We're not that haughty to recognize that it's, it's just me. HaHizkarvus L'Shechina Ba'akodem Kol Ayidei HaHizpatlus L'Klau. It's nullifying myself. I'm part of the team. I'm not my own team. I'm part of a team. The Kakas of Asfasemes, that's what the Asfasemes writes at the beginning of the Parsha, he quotes it. Kikla Yisrael la'olam omdim l'fnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'yavoda rak l'chol prat l'vatel atzmal haklal. Atem nitzavim hayom kolchem. Okay, I'll list you all off. But how do we see them from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? With the most confidence? That's only together. That's only connected to each other. K'mosh HaKadosh Baruch Hu atem nitzavim hayom kolchem. Humitzad zeh yecholim kol harishom l'achzor b'tshuva. We connect. Remember what we say at Kol Nidre, right? We gather Ima Avar Yanim, everybody together. Kiachid Rat Bemikre, Shenifrash Miklolis Yisrael. Kla Yisrael at root are pure, are tohar, are eternal. And any chait that we do is just Bemikre. And that's what the Sfasem even continues and says beautifully. Again, not the Pshat, but the Pasuk that we know from the song is also the Haftorah on, on Rosh Hashanah. Hashem, beginning of Yermiyahu, Hashem remembers the chesed of our youth. Chazal Darshan, that this is the, the beginning, the beginning of the history when we went out of Mitzrayim and we trusted HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ahavaz the love of, of really means like the, at the wedding and the early days, that we had confidence 
uh, or be trust and be tachon in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. La olam tchunas am Yisrael liels nimshachem Hashem la hafker akovel lechazacharov. Right, we go after Hakadosh Baruch Hu with what power? Mawa kochemenia avas kilulosayach. Again, playing on the words from being part of the cloud. That's what gives us the power. Throughout history, when our enemies wanted to, to, to um, torture us and pain us and hurt us, it was that power of connection that we felt to all of the Jewish people. In past history and future history, we felt our history, we felt our destiny. Besides the Jews that were amongst us in that generation. Ahavas kalulo sayach, ahavas klal Yisrael. Vosiv Levayer, as a Pasuk, and that's the Pasuk in the end of Yeshayo, which a number of the Bali Musr pick up on. Your sins separate between you. Stop and break the sins that separate between you, you siblings, brothers. Right, if there's no Ruach Habrios, no Chaymenu, then there's no Ruach Hamakom. No And that's the way. That's why throughout this parsha, as we go through it, we will see it's not just a an individual parsha of of an individual's doing shuva, but we're going to talk about covenants, national covenants. Anukaresa we make with the Baruch Hu. The ones It's not just about an individual. Or even a Jew, a group of Jews at one time period. It's about the cloud. And the more we connect ourselves to the lot of Am Yisrael, so that stands us in good, in good faith. Like the, like the Rambam says, he quoted the Rambam, right? One of the minios, right? The Rambam has, I think, 24 minios to tshuva in the third or fourth parak of Hilchot Shuvah. One of them is Porish from Natsibur, right? We have to connect to the Tzibur. We have to be part of it when we have that overflowing love and we connect. That, that, that affects our entire life. I think I mentioned in the past that... Um, I met someone first couple of years after we were married. We lived in Borough Park, so we, there was uh, a Rebbe Chiel that uh, davened right behind me that that learned in Raden with the Chafetz Chaim, and I spoke to him numerous times. I asked him to tell me something about the Chafetz Chaim, and he said the Chafetz Chaim was always crying. He was always crying. Why was he always crying? He said he heard about a simcha. Somebody got married after uh, long being single. Somebody had a baby after. It was as if it was his own daughter. It was in their shoes. It was so emotional for him. And Rahman is on the opposite. When there's a tzara, he felt it. Because he was connected. He was part of the klal. He was avas kalulo sayach. He was there. He was the heart of Am Yisrael. And that's affected, obviously, what made him, what made him the chafetz chai. So we have to connect to each other throughout. So that's a thought about connecting to fellow Jews at the beginning of Nitzavim. Let's go out of order. We usually go straight in order, but let's do a thought at the beginning of Ayelach. And they'll come back to Nitzavim. Because both of these thoughts, not exactly the same, but both of them connect to feeling for others. Beginning of, of, of Ayelach, Ayelach Moshe, by Daber, Sadavar Ma'elach, call Yisrael Moshe went. Where'd he go? We'll talk about it. Um, well, let's mention it now. It doesn't say anywhere he went. Right? If we look at the <coughs> Pasik, Ayelach Moshe, we expect to hear, okay, where'd he go? He didn't go anywhere. Or maybe he went somewhere that we just don't know. So Rashi doesn't say a word. We'll get to Rashi a little bit later. But the Eben Ezra says, let me fill in. Let me fill in where he went. It says the Eben Ezra, beginning of source number two, Halach el kol shevet v'shevet. He went, after, he went to every single shevet. Right, he was outside the camp. He got up and went to every shevet. To give him chizik. I'm not going to be here forever. Right. And may have Esrim. I am may have Esrim. You know, that's, uh, I've, I have, I have fulfilled my Tafkid and, and, you know, we all dream of it. Moshe maybe dreamed of more. But I may have Esrim, but he gave him Chizik. But Chizikli bomb Bediver Yoshua. Yoshua's gonna be great. Don't worry. He's gonna take you into Eretz Yisrael. It's gonna be amazing. He gave him Chizik. He went to give him Chizik. Here, the Sefer Lasanik, he quotes, Biparsha zu roam onto us, Messiraso shall Moshe Rabbeinu. When it was time, Moshe was 120. Okay, he wasn't weak, the Torah says. But he could have just like sent out an announcement, you know. Could every, all the representatives come? Maybe he could have said it all to, at once. He has to say the same thing 12 times. He went to every single shaver giving the same speech. So he could have called them all and he could have just talked. No, no, he went. 
El Halak ben Nifrad will call Shevet Veshevet. Lihi parade mehem. Ulachazkam Shalachar Mosa Yanhigim Yeshua. Every single one. Every single one gets their own goodbye. Gets their own chizik. Vimalachar Mosa doig. And if he does that at the end of his life, Kalvachomer Shabachaye, Chiyuso, Libo Vanafsha Masrul and Tafkito. The, the Mesirus and the loyalty and the, and the giving that he had for, for all fellow Jews is one of the legacies of Moshe Rabbeinu. And then he told a story about the Nitziv. The Nitziv was once asked, how is it that you have such patience and you know, ability to, to deal with people? You know, the, uh, he, was, he, was, he always dealt. There were different, there were different personalities. The Nitziv was very Mu'uravim Habrios. There were different Rashi Yeshiva. There were different Drachim in Velazhin. The Nitziv, the last... Rosh Hashiva was uh, somewhat of a, you know, connected to people, people's person. So they asked him, how do you have such savalanos? Is it, is it natural? Is it your natural uh, state that you just love people and you have patience for them? Or did you adopt it? Did you, did you work on it? Right? Some things are natural. Some people have easier times with aspects of their personality. And some, some have a harder time. So the Nesiv says... You think it's such a special myla to have patience for fellow Jews? He says, that's a prerequisite. That's not a myla. It's like something special that I'm a leader and I have this <laughs> amazing quality that I deal with people. I give them the time that they need and I make them feel like they're the only ones in the world. You think that's a special myla? Wow. Look at that. It's it. That's a basic sine qua non. That's a basic prerequisite for every Jewish leader. If you don't have it, you're in the wrong business, right? And we're all be, we're all in the business of being Jewish leaders. It says the Nitziv, Eshal Eschemani, where it's underlined. Madua temkaron lemidas hasavlanus ma'ilam yuchendas. Why do you call that something unique, something special? Harikach tzorah kol adam hamismana laparnas alatzibur linog beikradin. And again, th- that's true. He didn't really answer the question. Like, was it natural for him or not? Some people are more naturally. You know, schmoozers, I, I, I mentioned in the past also, now, a couple of decades ago, I had a Rebbe that once said, there are two types of Rabbanim. It says, there are the Batlanim Rabbanim and the Lamdanim Rabbanim. It says, what does that mean? It says, there are some rabbis that love to schmooze. They can stay at a kiddush for four hours. They don't mind the la- being the last ones there. Maybe their wives are a little antsy, but they can schmooze. And the... so their challenge is to keep, keep giving that high-level Gemara here and to challenge and the channel, lift up, lift them up spiritually. And then there are Lamdanim Rabbanim, the ones that love to teach Torah and they love to focus and the spiritual. Their challenge is to go schmooze at the Kiddush. And their challenge is to give everybody the time of day and, and to be patient. So then it's if they didn't say which one. But, but the patience is, which one was he naturally? But the patience has to be there. It has to be focused. And then he even quotes, the Gemara in the first paragraph of San Edrin tells us, it's talking about a judge, but we could apply it to all Jewish leadership, uh, that uh, a, a leader has to, has to carry the tzibur. Like a nursemaid. Like a nursemaid carries the baby. Does the nursemaid ever get upset at what the baby does? Why is that exactly the graphic imagery that is given? Line 14. Vatshuvahi. The baby spits up. The baby dirties themselves. So what is the? And sometimes it spits up on the on the on the clothing of the parent. I get dirty, and what happens? Okay, it's even more love shown. Okay, I got to clean it up. I got to clean you up. I got to clean me up. But it's all love. Would the parent throw the baby down? Oh, you got me dirty, disgusting. With patience. With extended spirit. Uh, to clean, to wipe, new clothing, and take the baby again in the same position as he was before. Kissing and hugging. Tishashteimo, enjoying. Ki'ilu, davar lo ira, like nothing happened. Says the Nitziv, that's a leader. A leader's got to carry the people. And if the, and the people dirty him, just wipe it off and do it again. 
Wipe it off and hug them again. What do you think Moshe Rabbeinu felt? Because there were many chazals. There were choshi, pikshir, Moshe. Moshe came out late. Oh, he must not have been having shalom bayis. He comes out early. All these, all these un, un, unbelievable shadows that Moshe, and, and he said, wait for me. And they didn't wait. And of course, the ego. And yet Moshe Rabbeinu loved them until the last moment. And they loved him. The Yadarapa. So it's all about connecting. So both thoughts, the both beginning of Nitzavim, Midarak Yaparsha, Greenberg tells us, and through here, Liz Anig, the Nitziv teaches us the connection that we have to have to be mevatel ourselves to the Klal, Nitzavim Hayom Kulchem, and Vayelech, that Moshe Rabbeinu went, because he had the patience. He had the patience for every, for every fellow Jew. Okay. So we have, as we know, <coughs> the beginning of the parsha. We have a bris, right? It's mentioned, pasuk yud gimel. The bris anochi kores is a bris hazos ve'esha alazos. We have the bris, what's called the bris of Arvos Moav. The 40th year, the Gemara Masecha Sota talks about this: the different brisos, the different covenants that took place at different times in history. There was a bris Sinai and a bris Arvos Moav. But if you go back even a little bit. You go back in time, Rabbi Sachs, in source number three, discusses that there were earlier brisos. There were earlier covenants. And each covenant, each bris between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael was one step more intense. It wasn't all the same. That's why there were different stages. Thus far in the history of humanity, as told by the Torah, God had made three covenants. The first, Bracious, Perictes, with Noah, and through him with all humanity. I call this the covenant of human solidarity. Right? Sheva mitzvahs b'nei noach. That's a covenant. If you have obligations that we've made an agreement. You just, Kodesh Baruch came, he made this agreement with us. Right? That's number one. There's no answer by noach. There's no involvement. Hashem just says, this is my will. And that's it. Number, that's seven. Number two, bris ben habasarim. Right, Avram Avinu. First was with Sheva Mitzvos B'nei Noach. Now the bris becomes more specific and particular. Bris Ben Habasarim. And connected to that, bris Mila. Bris Mila. So now already it's not just an acceptance, but it demands a commitment and it demands a sacrifice. And that's bris Mila. Right, that made Avram the father of a new faith that would not be the faith of all humanity, but would strive to be a blessing to all humanity. Through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. We mentioned years ago, if you remember, the thought of the Sefer Ha'ikarim, that why it's called the Bris Ben Habasarim, amazing thought that Rashi quotes in Parshas Lech Lecha, that it was, it was the, it was the derech of, of covenants in the olden days to split an animal in half, put it on two sides of the road, and walk between. The two people make up the covenant, walk in between. That sounds pretty strange. Like that's the derech of Brisos, that wouldn't have been my top in my top ten, you know, how should we make a treaty? Let's cut an animal in half and walk in between the parts. But that's why it's called, Bein HaBasarim, between the parts. So says the Sefer Ikarim, one of the Rishonim, Maybe Yosef Albo, so beautiful. No, the point of a covenant is that you're taking two beings and you're saying, no, 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 they're two halves and they're becoming one unit. So how do you do that? So you take a unit and you cut it in half. It has to be a natural unit, not something that I put together, a cookie, a cookie isn't a, a, a natural unit. I put all the ingredients together and made it. So it's either a tree, a tree comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, or an animal. So you take an animal, you split it in half, and Avram Avinu walks between, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu's fire walks between, as if to say that now we're one, right? We're two halves, like the two halves of this animal. That's that's Brisbane Habasarim. He says that all the way at the end of the, um, all the way all the way at the end of the Sefer. So says that's that's Bris number two. Number one. Uh, nothing demanded at that moment from mankind except listening to those mitzvahs. Number two, bris ben habesarim, bris mila. And even though it's mila, we call it bris. You have a bris today? You have a when's the bris? We call it bris. That's not just, you know, that's, that's not coincidence, he points out. The third was with the Jews in the days of Moshe, finally Harsinai. That's the third one. 
Right, and that's to be a mamlachas kohen of a guy kadosh, not just to be a personal, but you have to be a light unto the nations. Kadosh Baruch Hu asks us even beforehand, mamlachas kohen of a guy kadosh, we say nasa v'nishma to that, and then we go on with Maimed Arsinai. But what's the par- what's the connection between all three of those brisos? It was initiated by a Kadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem came and did something. It was not Noah, Avraham, or Moshe, or the Jews who sought a covenant with God. It was God who sought a covenant with humanity. Even though, as he says now, there was a discernible difference of, of action and reaction from, from people. Right? By Noah, there was no specific response. Avram Avinu, he had to do brismila. And Harsinai, that's something that never happened before. We had to agree. That was the progression of the third bris. The bris of Harsinai, Hashem laid it out for us and asked us to agree. Something else happened at Sinai that had not happened before. God tells Moshe to announce the nature of the covenant before making it to see whether the people agree. And they do so. Naseh, Naseh v'nishma. And only afterwards we had Maimon Arsinai. But then we come to Parshas Nitzat, the final bris in the Torah. And this stands out in that we do not find a tzivui of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we were supposed to make a covenant here. It's Moshe Rabbeinu. It's human initiative. It's Moshe Rabbeinu on behalf of Am Yisrael recognizing we are going to affirm our connection and relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the first leader of Am Yisrael passes on. There's no better time than right now to affirm and confirm our, our role. Moshe seemingly of his own initiative renewed the covenant. On the bottom of uh, 289. Right? You're standing here. And then he says, Who's talking here? It's Moshe talking. Right? This, this, is, uh, this is Moshe talking. I'm making a bris with you, all of us with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, here today, not here today. And he goes through the whole bris. says, that's, that's what's unique about about our parsha, right? Turn the page. This was the first time that the covenant was renewed, but not the last. And he quotes, we have this repeated throughout Navi, the end of Yehoshua, Malachim, Chizkiyahu, Yoshiyahu. And it happened because Moshe knew it had to happen. There had to be human initiative because life is changing now, right? They're going from the Mon and the Be'er and the Anani Akavit, they're going into Eretz Yisrael and they have to stand up for themselves. And they have to stand up and say, we, we are the people of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we initiate the covenant with him as well. Okay. Moving right along to the words of Rav Nevenzal. Words of Rav Nevenzal, we haven't done a thought from Rav Nevenzal in a while. So this is just the first part of one of his ma'amarim. It's source number six. So the first point he points out in the first uh, 25 lines or so is just, just to recognize that Parshas Kisavo, the end of it, Nitzavim, Vayelech, Hatzinu Zosabracha, it's all one day. Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kochem. This is all one day. If all of Sefer Dvarim is six weeks, right, the shortest Sefer, right, Sefer Bracious is thousands of years, right, but this is the shortest, but these, this last section is one day. Says Rav Nevenzal, line four. Meshach ha'esrachshus shall call Sefer Dvarim, itchilasu ha'tsofo, Sefer Dvarim from beginning to end, u'shloshim v'shiva yom v'vad, 37 days. 37 days. Rosh Chodesh Shvat to Zayin Adar. That's it. Eloheim lamet Zayin yemei chayav ha'achronim shal Moshe alei admus. The last years of Moshe Rabbeinu on earth. Meir Shchodesh Shvat to Zayin Adar. Umlamid Rashi b'pesach parshaseinu. And what does Rashi teach us? Atem nitzavim hayom. You are standing here Today, today is uh, the last day, right? Rashi says, Malamed, Shekinsa Moshe Lebnechadosh Baruch Hu, Biyomosa. We don't catch that always when we're doing Rashi. He gathered them on the day, Biyomosa. Lahachnisam Bivris. He gathers them, and there's that Lushan again that we just saw from Rabbi Sachs, to bring them into the Bris. The last day. This is the last day. It gives, gives a whole new, new, it's, it's, a, it's a Rashi. 
a whole new way of looking at these parashiyas, that it's all the last day of Moshe's life. Every, and he knew it. And he knew it. That's what it says later on in Vayelech ben Meav Esem Shana Anochi Hayom. Right? I'm 120 today. Nimsa, Sha'arba Parshil Shalfanenu, Nitzavim, Vayelech, Hazina, Zosa, Bracha, Mitaros, Korosav, Shalyom, Echad. It's all one day, really the end of Kisavo, and it's this bris. So we recognize. He even has a play on words, which was not mentioned before. So it's a connection between the earlier bris and the and the later bris. The Ramban even connects the two. But part of this bris, Moshe Rabbeinu goes through the whole bris here, and he says again, it's not only on you, but it's on all the future generations. And then a little bit of, of a review of Jewish history. You knew how we were Mitzrayim, and you went through the, all the other Amim. You saw all the Avodah Zarah that was in Mitzrayim. Moshe says, if there's any Avodah Zarah, right, get rid of it. And if anybody says, Shalom Yeli, it's going to be okay. Hashem's not going to forgive you. The Hulu, um, and the Psukim continue. <laughs> says the, um, Says Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the future generation will say, If you don't follow the path, then you will be punished. And v'chulu, but eventually, even though you're punished, you're going to come back. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, promise. But Reb Nevizal picks up on one line, that they'll see not just your punishment, the, the plague, the, the, what was smitten was only, not only you, but the earth. Eretz Yisrael. It's Ha'aretz Ha'hi. So Nebuchadnezzar just wonders, okay, you have the Midrashim and Parshish Barashas, why was the earth punished? And not just Adam and Chava, because the earth was supposed to produce eight Osepri, and not eight pri, it was supposed to produce tree that tastes like the fruit, and it didn't. Okay. But why was the, why would the Aretz be, be punished here? By the Bris Arvas Moav. Right, why is that? Line 33. Right, as I just read it. Why is the earth punished? What, what does Eretz Yisrael have to do with Am Yisrael? Venir Lahazvir and Reb Nevedzal in his own Unique style, he quotes a Lumdish topic from Halacha to apply it to the relationship between Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. What's that? A topic that comes up in Choshe Mishpat. If somebody borrows money from their friends, they are obligated to their friend on two Halachic levels. What's called Shibud Haguf and Shibud Nechassim. Shibat Aguf is a personal obligation that I have to you. Pirusho, shemutelas alav chov alashalem esachov, is on me. I have a personal obligation. Kavisha mutalav laniyat tefillin. I have to wear tefillin. I have to eat matzah. I have to repay a loan. It's on me. Shibat Achasim is my property is leaned to you because of my obligation to you. Like, what am I going to give you? A piece of me? My arm? No, no. But through, if you, my shibud, my shibud aguf, it goes to my property, which is called shibud nechassim. The shibud, the lean on my property, which Reb Nevezal says, and this is the discussion in the in the poskim, it's like a cosigner, like an arave, like a guarantor, right? Just like if I borrow money and and person doesn't trust that I'm going to pay back, so you get a different person. He's my guarantor. He's my arave. So even before you get to the other person, a person has a shibud aguf, his property. Is the closest arev? Is the closest guarantor? Nechasav shel halove heim arevim avuro. My property, my assets, is my guarantee. Ki kashem shadam chachoshis lahavos leploni yaskim lahavos lo imyavi arev neeman. I'm only going to lend you money if you have a guarantor that I can trust. Kach gam yisrat lahavos lo imyisbar. But if you have a lot of stuff, then I'll lend you because you have guarantor. Your property, your property is the guarantor. Your shibud. Nechasim flows 
from the Shibat Aguf, but it's one step removed. It's like an Arif. Says Reb Nevedzah, and look how he formulates this. It's the same kind of relationship. HaKadosh Baruch Hu lent us, but didn't really lend us. But you might look at it like that because the Torah really belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? The Torah was created, was existed hundreds of years before the world was created, even though there was no time yet, so we don't know what that means. But, We got something at Harsinai, Kiyat Torah. And it's so to speak on loan. Because the Torah belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What do we have to pay back? Mitzvos. Vahashavas ha'halva. How do you repay the loan? Hashem gives us a present. We pay back through mitzvos. Hikia mitzvoseha. Tmuras halva azu. And what do we do? We have a shibat aguf. Right? Onu mushubadim l'ashem kalil. Gufenu, ruchenu, nishbosinu mushubadim. Shibat aguf. We are mushubin. We are lean to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We owe him everything. Because he gave us the Torah. And everything that's outside of us, that's connected to us, is, is the lean, is the first arev, like in a regular case of a loan. What's the closest asset to Am Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael. So if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to punish us, so then the arev also, HaKadosh Baruch Hu collects it from the arev. And that's why, Es Ha'aretz Ha'iv Es Tachlu'eha. Because Eretz Yisrael is connected to every Jew, right? The Gemara said, Tosas quotes it, Jew ha'olam Yisrael." Right? So they talk about that by Prusval, that um, there's always a, a little piece that the Lova has. But says of Nevenzal, that's what we have to to recognize that the Eretz Yisrael is connected to Am Yisrael, like a person's property. Shiba Nechasim, Shiba Akuf. Eretz Yisrael is the Shiba Nechasim of of Am Yisrael as a whole. Okay, so we continue, and the Psukim say, and the Psukim say, what's going to happen? Sorry, most of it's on uh, Nitzavim. We're going to have a thought on Vayel too. God will give equal time, maybe not fully equal time for the two parshias, but according to some, I think that the Gras said, Nitzavayel is really one parsha. It's counted as one. So the Pasuk says that after all these things happen, if we don't follow the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all these things are going to happen, and all the nations are going to say, all the nations are going to say in Pasuk Chav Gimel, the Amru Kal HaGoyim, Al Me'as HaShem Kachal Aretz Hazos. What did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do this for? Mechari HaVagadol Zeh, why did HaShem get so angry? The Amru, and they'll say, Ah, Al Asher Ozu Espris HaShem Elokei Avosam. Because they left the bris. And then the Pasuk ends off at the end of this section that the nations are going to say, we understand that Hashem got angry at them, he threw them out of Eretz Yisrael, and then all of a sudden, if you read the flow of the Pesukim, it doesn't seem to like flow or fit. It sounds like there's a narrator. Right, the Pasuk says, the nations are going to say, why did Hashem get so angry? Oh, because we did about his nation did about Zara, and Hashem got very angry, and threw him out of Eretz Yisrael, and then, Hanis Taros Lashem Elokeinu, Haniglos. Like, what is the, what is the, what is the Hemshech? What's the, what's the segue? Or as we say, the Tzushtel, right? Between the Psukim and the conversation and, and the Pasuk, Pasuk Chavchet. So let's read the words of the Sari Alafim, again, Rabbi Tversky from Chicago. Tzrichim Lahavim. Lama, first question. Lama Yishalu Raka Goyim. Why only? It says, the Goyim are going to say, what about us? Well, we're not going to ask what happened? Source number eight. Alma Asa Hashem Kachal Aretz Hazos. Lama Lo Yishalu Kain B'nei Yisrael Atzmam. Why won't B'nei Yisrael themselves ask this? Kishabayim Aleim Rachman Al-San Kalarosa Eila. Question one, why do only the other nations ask? And not us. Number two, O Tzrichem Ahavim Hemshech Apsukim, the question I just mentioned. Sholachara Nistaros Lashem Elokeinu, Ein Lo Shaychus, Lomashin Nechtel Lomalem Imenu. Right, there's no connection between that last Pasuk in the flow of the Psukim. O Bechlal Tzrichem Lahavim, and what does that Pasuk mean anyway? Many different Shatim, I think we quoted Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar a couple years ago. Four different Shatim, what that Pasuk means. Next. Ki HaMitzvah Zos Hashem Anochi Mitzavcha Hayom, a little later in the Parsha, by Shishi, we have the Pasik, the mitzvah, Sharanochi Mitzav Chayom, Lona Flesimim Chavalo Rechoka, Hilo Bashamaimi, the mitzvah I'm commanding you is not far, is not wondrous, is not in heaven. 
Lamer miyalon hashemayma that you have to say you have to go up to heaven. Lamer velayam kikara velacha davar maod. It's very close. It sounds like one of the most major psukim in the entire Torah, which it is. This mitzvah is not far. You could do it. It's amazing. It's fascinating that there's a machlokas, what this pasuk is referring to. It's such a yesodistic pasuk. You could do it. What mitzvah are we talking about? Machlokas Rashi Rabban. Rashi Torah, based on the Gemara Erevin, and the Ramban Shuva. But says the Sari Alafim, let me give my chelik. Let me, let me suggest what I think. What I think maybe is another possibility. The near Lomar on line 15, line 13. Shatorah Kadoshim Alamedasosan Ukandavar Gadol. Torah is teaching us something major. The who? Kishaba al Yehudi al Akhal Ezitz or Rahman al Islam. When there's a difficulty, when there's a tsara on an individual or on a nation, Bibani Chayo Mazoni, in any area, Ezitzara Shahi. Allah Adam Lahagiv Vishlosha Dvarim, there are three ways that a Jew reacts to its Sarah, to a challenge. Three ways. Number one, L'chazek es emunaso b'ashem yisbarach. Number one, to mechazek in emuna. To strengthen our bitachon. L'hachdir bilvavo b'chol nimei nafsho. To go within my, the, the, every, every, every strand of my soul. Shekom adavid rachman al-tavav. Everything Hashem does is for the good. And I, and I believe it even if I don't feel it. We say Diana emes. But we say, Baruch atah Hashem al-kinim al-cholam. Dayna emes. V'yavishin nirolanu kudavaravit sarah. That's only, Einlanu elu l'einei basar. Aval Hashem yisbarach shu avinu ha'oevosanu. Hu yodeh amashatob emes. Number one, emuna. Number two, laharbos betfila. A Jew davens. We turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I remember the language of Rashi in, in uh, Bishalach, I think it is, Tafsu umnas avosam. This is the umnis. Right? Hakol kol Yaakov. That's our call. This is our umnis. Tfila. Kilof amim. Maybe Hashem Yisbarach Tzara ala Adam. Sometimes Hashem brings a Tzara. Mepnei Hashem Yisbarach Rotzeh. Shehudi yargish yachas they love. He wants a Jew to feel close to him. To feel connected. Ka'ava rotzeh umisava shi'il abno yachas he love. He wants you to have a little, a little child, a little worry. Remember that Gemara in Yuma? Gemara says that the Talmud of Shimon Bayachai asked him, why does not, why does Hashem give the man a little bit every single day? Why don't you just like make it fall one day a year? They'll have enough for the year. And then you're little. Every day, every day, just enough. So Shimon Bayachai says, because Hashem wants them to talk to him every day. If the parent gives the allowance once a year, then they'll just come once a year. Hashem wants the relationship. So every day you gotta, every day you gotta hope. Every day you gotta, you gotta hope. Uksha'olam, back to here. Uksha'olam kiminago no heg. Sometimes if, if nothing out of the ordinary happens, lefamim nishkach mileva yehudi, yuchusa olaviv shabashamayim. We forget the yachas, Hashem brings it tzara. Again, we, we're not behind divine, uh, motivation, but we know it's tzara, rachman alitzlan, we have to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because we know it's not a haphazard. We turn to Hashem in tefillah. So emuna, tefillah, number three. Number three, as the Gemara says, Emro Adam Shisurin, but Allah, Yifashmi Shemaisov. Think of any area that we can improve in. Not, not chas v'shalom, that we say, oh, this sara happened because of this. We are not Nevi'im. If anyone says that, as, as sometimes people say over the years, this tragedy happened because of this sin that uh, certain Jews are, are not uh, careful in. We're not Nevi'im, we don't know. But to use a tzara to strengthen some area of Avodah Hashem, that's fine. That's wonderful. Right? To, to be mechazik in a certain area. That's what he says. Where can I improve? So, what happens when a Jew has a tzara? Three ways. Maybe these are the three. In a week and a half, we're going to be saying those words. Shuvat filat staka, ma'avir nesroah hagazera. 
Pirish. Kishiyesh chas v'shalom ro'ag zera. When there's a ro'ag zera, when there's chas v'shalom, left column on source nine. Haderach lano zulahagiv. How do we, how do we react? Tshuva. That's shinimaisim. Tfila. That's obvious. Staka. Staka doesn't only have to mean staka, but also it reflects emuna. What does it say? By Avram, Hemin, Bashem, Bayachshevelot, Staka. Emuna reflected that staka may be the recognition of righteousness of Akarish Baruch. Shuvat Tfila Staka. Tfila, Emuna, and Shepher Maisim. That's how a Jew reacts. Aval Yeshna But there's one reaction that a Jew can't have. A Jew can't have. And again, when there is a terrible, terrible tzara, the Gemara says, Einadam nitfas barob tzara. The person, Rahman al has some heretical thought, so to speak, some of the lines in Sefer Eov. So Eov, Hashem says, was an ish tzadik v'yarei, and at the end of the Sefer, he passed his test. But a Jew generally does not ask the why question. That's beyond. The what question. As Rabbi Lam liked to say, not lama, but lama. For what? That you could ask. Lama, you can't ask about a Kaddish Baruch. That's beyond human ability, human comprehension. To try to understand that God's ways, that can't. You can have questions, but they're not questions to be answered in this world. I remember I was once at a terrible, terrible Leviah. And a grandfather said about after losing a grandchild, my amuna is no less. I just have more questions. I just have more questions. And a Jew can have questions, but it's not questions that we ask. It's questions that we live with those questions, and we have the emuna. But Aval skipping down. They can't. There's got to be an answer. There's got to be an answer. So now, says the Sari Alafim, what does our Pasuk say? Why did Hashem do this? Why did Hashem do this? That's not a Jewish question. That's not a reaction that a Jew has to ask. That's why it's Dafka. Maybe other nations that don't believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved in a mashkiach in everything. Dafka kolagoyim. Amen. And then they give an answer, their own answer, because they try to figure it out. Right? Anu Yodim. We know that we don't understand Darchei Hashem. Line 6. Va'amru daika. Raka goyim omrim shatzoraz boim ala sher ozvaz pis Hashem lo kevosam. Ki They think that they understand. They understand. But how do we react? That's the extra pasuk that seems not to have a place. Hanis taros l'ashem alokeinu. Right, we declare the nistaros, the hidden things, that's only HaKadosh Baruch Hu's realm. Ein lanu esek ba'avanas darachi Hashem, sheim nistaros bimenu ulamala me'asagasenu. It's above. Niglos lanu ulvanen arolam. Niglos we could have. Hadavar hayechidi hanigle lanu ulvanenu, shaleda lakim atzokeilu, la'asos, it's called the reyatarazos, l'shabed atzatzmenu. And that's also alluded to him later on in the parsha. Ki hamitzvah zos. This types of reaction that we have to have. That's what it's going on. He's connecting the later part of the parsha. Beficha ubilvavcha laasoso. Beficha tfila ubilvavcha the emuna laasoso shipermaisa. That's how a Jew reacts. And Yehiratzoni says, through these areas, we could always get through every tsara rachman alitzlan as best as we can. Okay, let's try to squeeze in two more thoughts. There's a medrash on the parsha on the pasakia mitzvah azos. Medrash on the parsha, quoted by the Zera Shimshon. Remember, the Zera Shimshon didn't have any children that that um, last that that, um, that survived. So Zera Shimshon, this is his sefer. The ch- his sefer is his child and special schoolos. Many stories about uh, learning the Zera Shimshon. So the Zera Shimshon says in source eleven, kia mitzvah azos, Rabbanan Amri. In If you gave, made a birchas Torah, you're giving a bracha to yourself. And maybe you'll say, oh, getting the Torah was a bad thing. No, I gave it for your good. Because the Malachim wanted it. 
when it was taken from them. What is going on in this medrash? This is what we call the medrash plea. Like, just what's the pshat? Okay, what did the medrash say? If you say Berchazat Torah, it's a good thing. And lest you think that the Torah was not a good thing for you, but the Malachim wanted it, and they didn't get it. Malachim, what, what, what's, what's going on here? And why would I have thought? The Torah is for our, for our negative. So two points of introduction, and then he gets to the answer. Again, not going to be the whole thing inside, just to, to save time. Number one, he says, he quotes the Gemara, Nidarim, it should be pay, uh, not pay hey, right? Quote, uh, actually, Bamatsia. So he's quoting the Bamatsia one. Same Gemara. Right? It's one of the reasons that the Chorban happened. One of the reasons that the Chorban happened is that they didn't say Birchazat Torah. Many Pshatim given to that Gemara, but the Ran, right on the spot, quotes Rabbeinu Yonah, who says, why didn't they say Birchazat Torah? Because they weren't Machshiv Torah. And only if one is, you make a bracha on something that's Chashiv to you. They were doing it as an intellectual pursuit. They weren't doing it um, They weren't doing it And that's why, this is said by others, Rav the Torah didn't protect them. Right? The Churban happened. The Torah didn't protect them from other Averis that they did. Because if you're not Osik Lushma, the Torah doesn't give that, that, that protection. Number one. Number two. Number two, we know the Gemara tells us, Godol HaMetsuba Viyose, Mimisha Eino Metsuba Viyose. Right? Greater is, if I do something when I'm commanded, then when I'm not commanded. Why? So Tosis explains there in Kedushin and elsewhere. Because when I'm commanded to do something, I have a greater Sahara that I have to overcome. Right? If I, getting up on a vacation day, get up early to make a flight, there's no Yetzirah against that. It's easy to wake up. Getting up on a regular day in the winter for chakras, when it's pitch black outside, uh, you gotta do it. Yetzirah is up early that day. Right? When it, Goblin right? When you have to do it and you overcome, greater mitzvah, greater Yetzirah. So number one, you make a bracha on something that's chashuv. Number two, and therefore, when we don't make a bracha, so that shows it's not chashuv. And number two, Goblin Mitzvah Yosef. Says the Zera Shimshon. What the Medrashay in Beirachta on the bottom of the column. In Beirachta is a Torah la'atzvachat mevarech. Shakshat mevarech ala Torah. When you say birchaz Torah, which shows that you treat the Torah with chashivus, that's a good thing for you. Because then you have the protection of the Torah learning. The Gemara says, Mignu matzla. Torah lishma protects, protects from other sins, from protects from other averos. Misasik l'bal lishma, top of the column. Az yesh l'kol kochelios migno matzla u'bevanday shetatzeloscha miyet zahara. So the first line of the medrash is, if you make berachas a Torah, that's a good thing for you. Unless you say it's for my negative, what does that mean? Maybe a person will say, I get so much schar for overcoming the yet zahara, but I only have the yet zahara because I have the mitzvahs. I have this strong Yitzhahara because I'm a Tzuvah. You know what? Don't give me the mitzvahs and don't give me the Yitzhahara. It's fine. I don't need the Yitzhahara. Right? There's a, there's a Gemara that says, lo mi lo mi I don't want your bees. I don't want your honey. I don't want your thorns. Right? So, asks the the Medrash. The Zerashim Shosh says, what, what's the Pavamid in the Medrash? Oh, maybe one would say, so don't give me the Torah. I won't have the mitzvahs, but then I won't have the Yitzhahara. So it'll kind of be like neutral. Kind of like even out. Says the Medrash, no, no, no. The Malachim wanted the Torah. What does that mean? The Malachim have no Yetzirah. They have no Yetzirah. So what were they asking for? They were asking, give us the Torah, let us be Mitzvah in the Torah. But if they're Mitzvah in the Torah, they would have a Yetzirah. But what do you see from that, from that request? It's greater to have the Torah and overcome the Yetzirah than to have neither. And that's what you learn from the, from the Malachim. It's worth it to have the challenge, even if though we fall sometimes. Because the Baruch Hu created this wonderful system of Scharva Onesh. One of the Yesodos of, of, um, of the Rambam, of the, of the, uh, the Savory Karam, everyone, all the Rishonim quotes, Scharva Onesh. So yeah, it's hard sometimes. But we need to appreciate that it's Latova Senu. The Malachim taught us that it's Latova Senu. You have the mitzvahs, you have the answer, that's better than having neither. So sometimes we think about the old, the responsibility, but we also have to think about think about the privilege. Okay, Zerah Shimshon. There's more there, but let's just try to squeeze in the final thought from Ramosha Feinstein. 
And this is a question that feel free to look at other answers. The first Rashi, or non-Rashi, on Parshas Vayelach. So we spoke about one thought of Vayelach earlier, so this doesn't count as the only Vayelach thought. But Vayelach Moshe, let's look at Rashi. What does Rashi say? Vayelach Moshe, Vayelach Moshe, the Gomer. That's it. Rashi makes no comment. Rashi just quotes the two words of the Pasuk. And many Mepharshi Rashi wonder, what is Rashi doing? Rashi always has something to say. And if he doesn't have anything to say, he doesn't talk. Here he, Moshe, nothing. Nothing. Says Rav Moshe, who maybe there's no one more fitting than Rav Moshe than to say this thought about Moshe Rabbeinu. You know what Vayelach Moshe is teaching us? He didn't stop until the end. He was Vayelach. Vayelach Moshe, the last day of his life. Vayelach Moshe. He was still going. He was still going. Moshe Adayin lo asa mashalav shu lavi am Eretz Yisrael. He still had a job to do, to bring him to Eretz Yisrael. V'gamaya ki'ish sa'ir b'kocho. And he wasn't old, as the Torah describes later on. Ke'halach b'em samal. It's as if he left in the middle of his tachlis, his tafkid. V'doma le'ishi in yechavodos. It's as if he like stopped in the middle. Vayelech. He was still going. He was still acting. One might even say it's different than Aaron Cohen. When Aaron Cohen went up, and even Moshe Rabbeinu went up the mountain by himself. Because there's never a stopping. Ramosha Feinstein didn't stop either. Right? The great Dole Olam. There's no stop. You just go. Right? They quote a story a couple of weeks ago when. Um, who was Nifta? Rosh Hashiva in, uh, in, in Bnei Brak. He, he, he was taking notes of what he was going to give Shir on ten minutes later in Shir. And the, the notes are there. Vayelech Moshe. Our job in life is, it's always Vayelech. Vayelech each one of us. A constant halicha. As long as the Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us koach, an meyav esrim, we have to have halicha. As we have halicha through Tavshin Pei Gimel, Shobi Zochet, Tavshin Pei Dalar, Shaschayim, Shalom, Geula, Brius, all good things for each of us individually and for all of Am Yisrael. Okay, again, uh, I'm not sure about the schedule, whether it'll be Shir Nazinu. Either way, we'll figure it out. If it's, we'll put out the announcements and it'll be up on the on the line. Um, Bet Hashem when it's given. Okay, we'll stop here.